Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. Today I'm joined by the ultimate COVID bride. Many of you will know the Irish bride for sharing her great tips that she learned as she progressed through her difficult wedding planning journey. She got married in the depths of COVID restrictions, but that by no means stopped her having the most beautiful wedding day. She's here to share her story today. Quiva, you're so, so welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. And hi, everyone. <laughs> I know it's I, so I enjoyed weird that intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Um, uh, the, the, ultimate COVID bride the ultimate I tell you you really really went through it but look let's go back to the very start because I think I came across you initially when you would have been living in Poland at the time so like let's go all the way back so how did you and Niall meet so we met not very exciting we met at work and both of us worked in the same job but not anywhere near each other on the same teams before anyone thinks it's inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) but yeah (laughs) we don't work in the same companies anymore but um we were on a I was on a night out with a couple of my friends at Oktoberfest that they do in the ISSC and he was there with some of his friends and we just got chatting and we said we'd meet up the next day and we went to Oh, we were so hungover. I remember I nearly cancelled because I, I get so hungover so quickly and he was hungover too. And then we were like, right, so we met at Stevens Green and got a butler's and walked around. And I was like, this is the perfect oh, first no. day for me because I love hot chocolate and I like just going like for a kind of easy going walk. So I really enjoyed it. And yeah, we just kind of started texting from there and yeah, now we're married. So there you <laughs> go. The rest well. is history. Yeah. So it started in the IFSC, the real epicenter yeah. of love of Dublin. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was. Yeah, over one of those big beers that you get at. October oh, I Fest, know whatever. it. <laughs> I love that. I actually, I love that when I was working in the IFSC myself. I just loved that that stage. It was just it, it was, was always, always so fun, nice. Such yeah. a great buzz. Um, it was. Yeah. And how long was it before you were? How long were you together before you actually decided to get married? Um, okay, so we started going out. It was September. Then we moved to Mar- to Poland the year after that in April. And then we got engaged in April the year after that. So it was about two years. So two, uh, two years in total. Years. So yeah, that was good going. Yeah, because <laughs> I know some of the girls that I've interviewed. It's like yeah, seven years, ten years. So two good man, Niall. Yeah, it doesn't mess no, about. No, I think we're very well. Not me. I I wouldn't be that traditional. But Niall can be quite traditional in like. He wants to get married, get a house, have a family, that kind of, yeah. you know, step by step, whereas I wouldn't be like that at all. But I definitely did want to get married. Um, but we are starting to talk about like when we go back to Ireland, will we buy a house? Will we do this? And I think like naturally that also meant we're going to be together forever. So we might as well get married as well. Like, I don't think I've always been someone who loved wedding dresses, but I've never been someone who like had every step of my wedding plan before I even you know met someone I just had about seven dresses picked out before I met someone (laughs) (laughs) no pressure (laughs) yeah so what do you think of this one Niall I'm ready (laughs) nothing else organized but I've got the dress yeah I'd say we were both like it was very natural we both knew it was going to happen and I remember we were it was one new year's we were out and he had booked 
for Christmas he's got me a present to stay in this really beautiful um, hotel in Poland it was quite like I call it the Europe hotel you know in Kerry but okay. of Poland because it was very similar it was out in a lake very beautiful and I remember we were there and it was March and I was like this is it he's going to propose and I was like there's no way he's not like everything was lining up and then he was like, I'm just telling you now, I'm not proposing. Oh, <laughs> second. <laughs> yeah, you could obviously Ill tell that I thought it was going that way. Yeah, he's like, I, I feel like you expect that right now. And I'm just, I don't want to ruin a trip, but it's not happening. I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't think that at all. <laughs> no, what are you talking <laughs> I'm about? Fully convinced. <laughs> but he proposed a month later, so it wasn't too bad. Okay. And tell us about the proposal. What did he do if it wasn't in the beautiful hotel that you had your heart set on? Actually, it was proposed to me I'd gone to Vienna the week before with my friends and he was asking me what the password to my laptop was which was very random but I was like I gave it to him because at the time I was working remotely so work had given me a laptop whereas we didn't actually have our, our own laptop to use so his computer was in work it was pre-covid and he um asked me for my laptop password which I thought was so strange because I was on holidays and he'd never normally ask me something like that so didn't really think any more of it. And I came home and he was acting really weird. Like he wasn't, t- like he was a bit more jittery than usual. And Niles Barry, like for anyone who knows him, like he's very matter of fact. Everything's, there's no excitement with him. Everything's very balanced. If you get me, he doesn't yeah. get overly hyper. Uh, so I just thought something was a little bit weird. But then I kind of didn't think anything of it. And the next weekend he said, oh, we go out for dinner tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah, we will definitely. But by the time it came to nighttime, I wasn't really in the mood. I was like, well, we just get to take away. And he was like, oh, no, I've already ordered an Uber. I had to book in advance because I asked for the fancier Ubers. I was like, OK. And then we went down and it was like, uh, yeah, I was like, someone's really excited for this. So I was like, well, we went downstairs anyway, and there was a Rolls Royce outside. Um, <gasps> so he'd rented the Rolls Royce and we went for a little drive around Poland, uh, Krakow. It was kind of quick because Krakow is not that big, but it was very fun. And it was really like, he loves cars. So like we were sitting there and I actually wasn't that suspicious because Niall's obsessed with cars anyway. And he was pointing out all these features of this particular Rolls Royce model that he was familiar with. And I was like, okay, he really just got excited with this car. But it did, of course, cross my mind that maybe it's going to happen, but I couldn't see any box. So you know the way you're looking yeah, out for like yeah. a box in the pocket. So I was like, okay, he obviously isn't, and he just likes cars. So anyway, then we had a we went to a restaurant. We thought I thought we were going somewhere else. He booked a tasting menu in a really fancy restaurant. It was like nine courses. Oh wow! So we went through that, and then it hit me that he was going to propose. I'd had a few glasses of wine at this point, and I was tipsy, and I was like, it's definitely going to happen. And I'm a dessert person, like I'm a sweet person, and it got to the dessert, and like I nearly didn't even eat it. I just wanted to go because I knew the proposal was coming like yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't gonna happen in the restaurant and he was like what are you doing and I was like scuffing the dessert down as quick as I could and then we left the restaurant and he was like we'll walk home and we walked up to the castle there's the castle in Krakow and it was like 11 half 11 at this time and you and knew you knew down. this was coming I knew I knew it's coming like he ordered it. Jesus yeah I was very brave. I was nearly just saying, I'll just propose. Like, you know? <laughs> but no, we got it. And it was really beautiful. Like Krakow was a very special place to both of us because obviously that's when we first started to live together. We made so many special friends. We got proposed or we got engaged there. And like we built so many memories. So yeah, it worked out very nicely. It was very special. Gorgeous. And yeah. so so straight away when you got engaged, did you start planning straight away, apart from obviously having your seven dresses picked? But did you have um, did you just start throwing yourself into it or did you hang back and enjoy the engagement? A no, little bit? I, um, I don't really remember. To be honest, I I'm someone who loves to plan and organize anyway. I love a party like 
absolutely love in Krakow anytime someone's birthday I get a call from whoever was they're like will you help me organize it and that was it was mostly lads so they were just delighted that they had someone to give it to the plan yeah and um, so like I always like plan parties anyway so like the weddings the ultimate party so I was probably straight on Pinterest I'd say I didn't sleep a wink that night I was so excited and like Niall can't out within five minutes he's he'll sleep through anything so I was just sitting there all night on Pinterest so I say yeah. I definitely started saving my first few Pinterest boards but like, I'm kind of glad I didn't straight away book things because like what I liked at the very start I know. Fact, when we got engaged versus what I like now is like a whole different wedding. Yeah. yeah. And as well, but, Pinterest is very much what's in now. So what you see right yeah. now isn't necessarily what's going to be a year. What you really like. Yeah. Married. Yeah. But we were quite quick. So because we're in Poland, it meant that we kind of had to book things when we were home because this is obviously pre-COVID. So everything wasn't online yet. So we went home in May to have a celebration and we also picked May then, which was only like a month later. That was when I we viewed our venues and we actually ended up picking Kilkee Castle. I would say at least by the end of June, we had it booked and paid yeah. for. So that is and did you shop a around turnaround. a lot or did you know Kilkee was the one? No, we had. So I, I we're both quite organised. I think we had a list of what we liked. And the only thing we really were not, like you probably don't believe it from seeing the page but we're actually not that fussy as people are like into like big over-the-top things even though it's kind of probably hard to leave with the page and everything but in general we just wanted a good food like we both love food and we both love like nice wine and going out for a nice meal so food was most important to us and we had Ratsala House and Kilkee Castle and Cliffs of Lions were the three Mm -hmm. places we picked and the other place I love the look look of was the Mill House yeah. I just thought that looked beautiful so we had four venues that we were going to view but we only had like one day so we picked three to view and Ratsala was absolutely gorgeous so they all were they're all beautiful venues but we got to Kilkee and um, something about it was so beautiful like you yeah, pulled up gorgeous. it was very magical and like I'm a real Rob like I love Robins like I absolutely love Robins and when we stopped at Kilkee a Robin just randomly landed on our car and like kind of yeah and I was like oh that's already a very positive sign because I love robins and they always symbolize like something good to me and then we went in and the castle was just so beautiful and old and have you been to Kilkee Castle yourself? I haven't been on site but I know it and friends have got married there yeah yeah and it's just it's very different like it's very old like it's like stepping back in time so it was just perfect and the food the menus looked amazing and then like obviously it wasn't really within our budget (laughs) But when you love a venue that much and when you know the food's going to be amazing, we just said, Beckett, we'll, we'll go for it. Yeah, we'll and, treat and re-prioritise. And, yeah, exactly. And, and tell me, so you were able to get home in, in kind of little bits throughout your planning. So, but how was that whole thing of how did you feel about that, doing a lot of your desk research from abroad and then having to, when you got home, do certain things? I don't know. It's, it's because it was what I knew from the start. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but it means you have to, be much more decisive which I think can only be a good thing really like instead of oh let's go see this place today and that place tomorrow and then next week see five more different uh options you couldn't really have that luxury so it meant that you were like right this is what I definitely want so I'm going to cut out anything that isn't exactly these three items that I want for my wedding like my cake has to be this this and this and you everything was kind of like that it was very much cutthroat and I think it's a good thing to have because it's so overwhelming to begin with planning a wedding like Absolutely. and especially in Ireland we're, we're very lucky like we've so many beautiful wedding options that it can make it even harder mm-hmm. again so it just forced us to be that little bit more cutthroat which I think was a good thing because I'm not 
I get a headache thinking of too many things, you know. know so when you get that decision of, fatigue when you have to do too yeah, many of it. Yeah, completely. And so your so dress, obviously, that was like the big, you know, you did a, a really you went to you you went to town on it. <laughs> so you went got to that, town dress. <laughs> you went to you, you got your dress in Poland. So tell us about that. Oh yeah, the shop I went to was just amazing. It was called Madonna in Krakow. And I actually went initially because like I said, dresses was my thing. I love dresses wedding dresses and any event dresses like I don't even go out that much but at one point I had like I'd say easily 30 to 40 like fancy dresses for occasions I never ever went to so I had to get rid of a few of them but Madonna is the name of the shop it was in Krakow and it's also in Warsaw and they stocked the designer called Victoria Soprano which I found this dream dress it was the first dress I saved on Pinterest for weddings it was like um like an almost a silk material skirt and then like a lace boat neck it was beautiful anyway so I mailed them and they were like um sorry we don't actually stock Victoria Soprano anymore and this dress is but we'll see if we can email the designers and if they'll send us just this dress which I was like that's very nice like it's kind of going out of your way to begin with so that's always a good first sign yeah but then they couldn't get it but they're like but look come in and have a look we've Milanova we've Bertha and at the time, I actually thought Bertha was a bit too sexy. Like when I'd see pictures online, I know, it was always yeah. very like boobs and see through. And I was like, uh, I don't know if Bertha would be for me. But my friend was obsessed with the designer. She was like, when I get married, I'm going to get a Bertha dress. I was like, I'll go just for her. I'll show her a few pictures. And then obviously I fell in love with Bertha as well. I know, once you put it dresses. on. Yeah, there's, yeah there, it, there was, was only going to end up one way. <laughs> so. Yeah. So they also had, they had designers that, I don't really find them in Ireland the same way like and I don't know if it's because Polish girls have quite a different style to Irish I don't know what it is but the dresses were very different to what I had seen online mm-hmm. in bridal stores in Ireland so I was just excited to kind of see something different because again like for all like I love wedding dresses but then when it comes to picking your own it's like a whole different story I was just so picky and like tearing everything apart and nothing was what I wanted so it was very nice to get that experience um, but I will say I went to one shop in Dublin and like since starting the page, I've seen so many other beautiful shops and like dresses I wasn't aware of before at the time. So if I went wedding dress shopping now in Ireland, I'd know where to look and I'd find the perfect dress. But at the time, I didn't really know where to. But I went to the one in Dublin, you know, in Rathmine. Yeah, Sinead, yeah. Sinead, yeah. And that was amazing. So like she had some beautiful designers there. But yeah, it was a great experience. Like the girl, uh, Marsha was her name, was working with me in Krakow and she spoke perfect English. She was so friendly. She just didn't push anything. She knew the dress was, again, like this has become the common theme. It was over my budget, but it was um, it was gorgeous. I was obsessed with it. And she didn't really push me to make a decision or say you have to pay now. She kind of gave me a little bit of time to think about it, even though it was a trunk show dress. Uh, and yeah, it was just lovely. I have no regrets. Gorgeous. And so you were, you had pretty much everything boxed off. You were on the home run. You were then just waiting really to get married and then COVID hit. Oh my God, I know. So what, what happened? <laughs> well, I think like everyone, when COVID first hit, I just thought it'd be a two week thing. And here was me like, oh, I'm so sorry for all the brides and it met March, April, May. And I was, I just thought it was the worst thing because of how last minute it was didn't know it was going to become everyone yeah. getting married problem uh, but I felt really bad for those brides that had to cancel last minute and it never occurred to me that by October it could still possibly be a thing I think it was end of May when it was like okay we're gonna have to make a call here because it's clearly not um going away as quickly as we thought and then 
we were like, let's be overly safe and push back six months. I was like, there's no way we'll need to. And it'll probably be fine in October. But Niall had family in America. So mm-hmm. we're going to come home. And then we obviously had all of our friends in Poland. And one of my friends was going to come home from Australia and another one from Abu Dhabi. So like we had friends coming yeah. from different places All in the world. We're like, just in case there's travel restrictions, let's push it back six months. And then we did. I'm sure it was even worse. I think it was only, I think we would have gotten 25 in October and then we got six in April. So the whole thing was just. But you can't, you mad. can't predict it. You just can't. No, you can't. You know, and, and you can't let it eat you up either. It's just like, it is what it is. You kind of you're upset for a day or two and then you just kind of start to get used to the constant changes and uncertainty and realize it's out of your control which is that was it yeah thing. it it is it's very hard but if you can accept like no there's nothing I can do and I'm just going to get married whether it's six or a hundred or whatever then you're going to be okay but if to you like having only six or having 25 was the worst thing in the world and your best bet was really just to keep pushing wait until yeah exactly like and we made the decision that even if it was only six in April we were going to go ahead so it was never an issue for us we never had to deal with like I mean I was obviously we we went through the usual like emotions of being upset and annoyed but it was never a case that we're going to push it back more we're going to go ahead even if it was just the two of us we were planning and going ahead regardless in April so we'd made that decision but yeah it's out of your control and it's exhausting like I remember the week of the wedding, I was so sick afterwards. Like just, I got my wisdom tooth came up. I was like li- physically getting sick. I migraine oh. just because everything was lifted. You yeah. know, it was like once sorry, once the wedding was done, I think we went home, we got married Friday. And I think Monday we were back in our apartment in Dublin for our home honeymoon. And I spent three days just bed written, like, and it wasn't COVID. Like we got the antigens. It was just pure yeah, the body, the body just releases then because it's keeping yeah, going to get just, you through that yeah exactly so it definitely takes its toll but uh, yeah it was an, you can't change it so if you can kind of accept that that it could be six people which no one really will have to do now from the looks of things it's a different situation but you're going to like have a good day regardless you know and tell me was there any part of it um you know with that whole pivoting or you know or even during the day was there anything you looked back and really begrudged or felt you know hard done by or or anything like that or were you actually just none the wiser it was just you could have been there could have been a thousand people in the room and you wouldn't have noticed I think well kind of to look at it from the positives and the negatives like the one like a couple of good things came out of it and that was obviously as you probably heard me say a few times they did go over budget so it even though it still wasn't exactly like a cheap wedding it was still yeah. quite pricey it was nothing of what we had initially planned and now as a result we're in a position to buy a house much sooner than Brilliant. we thought yeah so you have to look at like the positives but there's definitely sometimes if I'm looking through pictures on Instagram I'll see people with their bridesmaids that morning and I think oh I would have loved to have that morning with my bridesmaids and I kind of did my cousins were over my sister was over everyone was a little bit cautious of saying that little bit back but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a huge miss out but I do I got ready at home instead of cookie and so like a little bit like that I'm thinking I would have loved to wake up in cookie that morning go for breakfast have like a more relaxed like my cousin did my makeup and she was amazing and I didn't love my hair on the day I but that was all just to do with last minute changes and it's not that I'd begrudge it, but I definitely think if I could redo it and we could have that full day, I'd really enjoy that morning. But really the I'd prep, make sure it was that buzz it. of the morning. Yeah, exactly. Once it was what got I got to Nile, it was, you know. Exactly. We had a great day once we got to the wedding, but 
I was a little bit late and I didn't like I was a little bit stressed getting there because of how far behind I was because it was about an hour drive from my house to the church and then we hit, it was Friday so we hit all the schools leaving and we got stuck behind traffic so we ended up being 20 minutes late which I like that's okay time, though you know? Yeah, it's it's not the worst. I think if there was more people in the church, it probably wouldn't have been as noticeable. But I feel like when everyone's watching online, <laughs> and you know, and it's just six of them in the church, it's like, like Jesus, she's really milking this. Yeah, yeah, like okay, Eva. <laughs> oh, stop! Yeah. And and tell me, yeah, and, and you kind of alluded to it already. But what, like, do you have any definitive advice you would give couples that are? getting married in instill that little bit of level of uncertainty albeit that it definitely doesn't look like the absolute mess we were going into this time last year yeah I think um my best advice would be to stick with your fiance like I do think talking with fiance is where you get your calmness and where you get you agree as a couple it can be quite tough even though everyone means well like if you ask 10 people their thoughts you're getting 10 different answers mm. and then you're trying to like take all that on board on top of whatever you and your fiance actually think so like by actually limiting your discussions with other people are like taking their opinions even though they're always of course well for the most part well-meaning mm. it can just mess with your head that little bit so like make the decision for yourself and your fiance do you decide what's best for you like like that I know someone was getting married my dad was at a wedding and he was saying like with COVID just a few days ago the numbers were dropping like flies because yeah. people were suddenly getting antigen tests positive and that's very very hard in the couple on mm-hmm. the couple getting married like financially too because I'm pretty sure you they have, have to, to pay, pay for the money way yeah. yeah and it's very very tough and it's not the guest's fault because they can't help that they got COVID and they're it's doing the, the right thing staying away yeah exactly you know? it's no one's fault it's just unfortunate so my advice would be to kind of like just really speak openly with your fiance if you're worried about stuff just get it out there because they're going to come out they're going to talk you to towards you're going to stay calm together like you work through it together your team and then my other thing is try and focus on what isn't going to change like this is what really kept me sane like I had a little bit of a breakdown <laughs> wouldn't be like me oh, in yeah. uh, around it was actually around the time of my first stage around October and like I just wrote a list of what I was going to focus on and that was like my skin was going to become my priority silly things I probably don't sound important to other people but like my skin my hair health my budgeting and saving and my diet and my fitness so I decided okay regardless if I get married I want to have good skin I want to have nice hair I want to have I want to be in good shape I want to feel healthy these are the things I could control you know so I was like I'm going to focus on these and I'm going to make my plans and I really did and that helped me feel like I was achieving things I wrote out goals like this week I want to work out three times a week or next week I want to have like a new skincare that I stick to and I booked a skin consultation like these are little things that are going to benefit you anyway yeah, and they're going like to be the happening. little joys that you can take for yeah. yourself yeah exactly so I'd say kind of focus on those like even if it's not to that extreme maybe focus on what flowers you're going to have because you're going to have flowers regardless of numbers what um I don't know what hairstyle you're going to go for what makeup look are you going to go for focus on the definites and just let the other things change around in the background and it'll all fall into place on the day um, and were the things that your bridal party did um to 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 pick you up or like how 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 did that work were people just did they just didn't know what to say to you or were they in any way helpful at all um I think everyone I think everyone in my life I was lucky for the most part was very good and supportive but I'm also aware that everyone is going through COVID so I'm not expecting people to drop their entire day and ring me because some new announcement came out so I don't have 
that kind of expectations on people and I think because I genuinely don't have that I wasn't at any point disappointed my friends are very good as well like my I got flowers I got um a beautiful the Europe voucher on the day of our original wedding was meant to be the girls all kind of got together and gave me a voucher for the Europe and flowers so that I just to kind of let you know they're thinking of you they also organized like a virtual hen party which wasn't easy and I'm sure we were all sick of Zoom by March or whatever it was. Was it there late March or early April of 2020? It was just, was it 20? Sorry, 2021. Um, So they organized like a Zoom. I think there was nearly 40 or 50 people on it. And like the last thing anyone wants to do anymore is a Zoom party. So like that, I appreciated that a lot. But it was just making the effort and showing they were there and people turning up, you know. And staying there for hours. Like we did paint some Prosecco and I I had one of the best nights ever because I could go around to my cousins. They were like within the distance or whatever. So we all just had it together that night. There was like four of us in the house and it was great fun. And then the girls, like some of them were on their own. Some of them had babies like and they were all sitting there from 7 p.m. to 9 or 10. Uh, which I actually thought was just so kind of them. I mean, no one yeah. expects anything like that. So yeah, they did. They were really good. And at the same time, like I, you do have to try and remember that everyone's going through battles in COVID. Yeah. Like it's not. It's very easy to feel sorry for yourself. And like, don't get me wrong, I did a lot. But you have to remember other people are going through their own yeah. battles and their own issues. So you can't really expect them to drop everything all the time um, and you're only going to upset yourself you know you'll only end up being upset if you think oh why aren't they doing this or that for me like people show you in their own way and like it's very very kind when they did those little things I just appreciate it so much that's lovely and look yeah. so you're now out the other side yeah you're you're a spoken for woman now um, <laughs> so you're fully married so before you actually got married what was your expectation of marriage and what did you think it would bring that you didn't already have um security I think definitely I don't know what I thought it was going to bring in terms of like how I'd feel but I remember thinking I can't wait to be married and just feel so safe forever which I don't know why because it's not that I'm not safe before I'm married in any way safe before that like if you're not married your relationship's not gonna last like none of, I don't think any of those things it was just this feeling of um being final and like creating your own family and even just taking that name I know not everyone's into that but for me that was like a really special thing to do I also kind of like how it sounded with my name that a little bit more so I was like <laughs> bonus <laughs> yeah so I was just kind of like excited for that kind of security and thinking you always have this person in your life no matter what you have their name like you're married to them they're your best friend and they're all those things regardless of marriage or not I know that but it was like a funny thing when we were married that first week I almost felt like we had our own little secret and it's not a secret when you're married you have to go into lockdown again you know you couldn't really escape and start it up it just kind of felt like that and I remember being like oh my gosh we're our own little unit our own little family now and Again, I just want to say this, like, I don't think you're not a family if you're not married. There's loads of very perfectly healthy, strong relationships. Know, but it, that's such a personal but, thing, you know. And yeah, but for us, that's that just way. how it felt. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that was what I liked about it. Um, it was just a very small thing. But I actually, I don't know if other people experience this, but I had like a mild panic after I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what if something goes wrong? What if one of us gets sick? And, it, you know, I don't know if other it people does. It have puts everything that, on the but, table because you're so vicarious. Yeah, so, you know going yeah. through how you're responsible you're, for each other yeah and I was exhausted too like we we're both exhausted so like obviously your emotions are high after such things yeah. so like for a night or two I could barely sleep I was like thinking of all these 
awful things that could end up happening and like what would I ever do and then obviously I calmed down and like, <laughs> 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 and See, I normally got a that's why you get too. away and you have a honeymoon yeah because yeah. you don't even your head doesn't even go there no well look no, but, they're natural things though they're really yeah. natural things because you're now this this unit and you know and now life because I think as well it's like you've got this beautiful bubble of being engaged and it's so lovely yeah. um and then all of a sudden it's like okay now like the house we have to sort out a house you know and these big I know, like, yeah. things are coming at life you decisions you... like what we were talking about before it's like all of a sudden it's not little problems anymore it's like real life problems that oh yeah the rest that's of your it. life you know that's it that's and that's where you really feel the adult. togetherness yeah. you know yeah 100 we're both lucky though i think we're both extremely similar tastes in that like i don't know how to describe it but we both hate things like if you see our house you probably think it's an empty house tour because there's a table there's chairs you know what I mean? You like the simple minimalist. Like, yeah. Yeah. We don't like stuff anywhere. No, I, I get, find like, that hard anxious. to believe that there's not mountains of pampas grass everywhere. I know. And do you know what's so funny? Uh, I love pampas grass, obviously, and I still want a pampas grass Christmas tree, but like I just don't want it anymore in my house. I used to think I was going to have pampas grass bushes in my house, but now I've decided I don't want them because I feel like there's too much hard You've work. I've seen too much. But I, <laughs> I think that might be it. I still love them for weddings, so I think they're so beautiful. Like I was watching Narcos and I remember there was a scene where they're at a, one of the drug dealers had a big party and I was just like, oh my God, that pampas grass. I know that's like, what you were looking for in that. <laughs> yeah, <place."> I know. <laughs> I was like, pause, take a picture. This is okay, place. screen grab. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. And speaking of sitting in and watching Netflix and whatever else, like, do you guys have things that you kind of have as kind of set things in your relationship? to make sure that you're you're giving each other enough time and focusing on each other um yeah we kind of need it because we have two different hobbies like Niall I obviously I like to go out for walks and runs and Niall's not into like he wouldn't be his worst nightmares go for a long walk (laughs) whereas I'd like it so we do a little bit like he we do we've been trying to go for a few more walks together and then date nights are important because both of us are so fond of sitting on the couch, watching TV and getting a takeaway. And like, it makes us so happy. And it's, I love it. But I also think it's important to like get up, get dressed and go out. And get and, out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like do a few more. We love having people over. Actually, that's one of my favorite things. But then you can get up and have that experience without having to leave your house. I know. Much. So like we do a bit of wine and cheese nights and like Niall is, I'll share a picture on my story at some point but Niall does the most amazing he's allergic to cheese so he can't really eat it but he'll do the perfect cheese board like everything's no always like oh, perfect that's yeah sweet, isn't it he's all yeah, he can lay it all out but can't touch it yeah yeah, yeah but he's kind of more interested in like you know or we might do whiskey tastings or something but oh, like lovely yeah we have great fun setting up the table and like we both love that we both love like decorating the table getting it ready he does the cheese board we lay it all out a certain way and then we get to have friends around or whoever that's around lovely and have fun so that's something that we really do enjoy. And we did it quite a bit um, after the wedding when things started to ease up a bit because it was so exciting to see people again. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we'd be more into that and having people over than actually going out. But we do like to make time as well to get out and just the two just of us. Just have the one on one time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very like if I have a thought in my head, I have to go tell him immediately. So I think we're, he's. Where he's obviously not that he's a man most of them aren't like that but yeah so it kind of works in that way and that like he's kind of being forced to um he's no choice to communicate yeah exactly <laughs> you've broken him down yeah exactly and so look Quiva, now that you're on the other side you're a married woman and you know obviously COVID aside and all that wedding planning what 
advice do you have for couples that are just starting out on their wedding planning journey? I think just take it easy. There's not, like we mentioned, your style and your ideas and what you love is going to change so much over the next couple of years because before this you probably weren't really looking at anything wedding so when you go to start you're like oh that's pretty oh that's nice oh I'd like Mm. that and then you actually take a bit of time to see what you really love so don't rush anything and what I would also say is like make a list it's so overwhelming I think the best thing to do is just write down every single thing you can think of to do at weddings and then you don't have to book all of them. You don't have to want everything on it. But that way you can kind of cross things off the list. And yeah, and it's out of your head and it's not running around. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I have to book 600 different things. You think like, let's have a date night. Let's get our favorite takeaway and open a bottle of wine and let's look at just venues. You know, take it yeah. one at a time. And that way it's a bit of fun. You can do it together. You're not stressed and you're not in a huge rush. So yeah, kind of take it bit by bit don't rush into anything and have a list because lists are key <laughs> I love that list list and everything yeah Quiva, thank you so much and people can check out Quiva because I'm sure majority of you anyway follow her and she's over on the Irish Bride and she does great tips so make sure to stay tuned and also check out her wedding she had a very special guest at her wedding she had her <laughs> horse <laughs> because Magic, he, was, yeah. he wasn't counted in the six so you're okay no. to bring him <laughs> oh, and they had their they had her there with apples and everything they were great such a great picture thank yeah. you so much <laughs> thank you so much for having me really appreciate it Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Sarah. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.